1: Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us today. Before we get to our next guest, I just want to remind you that at ExitCoachRadio.com, we have interviewed over 750 advisors, authors, and thought leaders. We've archived all of them onto 40 different topic file folders, everything from uh, wealth management to family business issues to retaining key employees, even life after exit, all kinds of different issues, leadership and management issues as well. So go to uh, exitcoachradio.com, look at the advisor uh, the audio library excuse me look at the audio library and uh, and learn uh, from our fantastic author advisor and thought leader guests. My next guest is Charles Nenner and he's the founder of Nenner Research and he's the president of that organization as well. Let me tell you something about it. Uh, Mr. Nenner has provided his independent market research to the following entities all over the world, hedge funds, banks, brokerage firms, family offices, individual clients. Uh, Mr. Nenner worked for Goldman Sachs in uh, New York from 2001 to 2008, and before that time he worked exclusively for Goldman Sachs and Company in London where he served as a technical analyst for Goldman's fixed income trading group from 1998 to 2001, and then from 1997 to 1998 he served as the head of a trading research Uh, uh, at RoboBank International, and he's been involved with uh, market timing at OFEX Securities in Tel Aviv. He was a director of research at Windsor, New York. Uh, A tremendous background, and he's developed uh, a, a, a system of pattern forecasting and securities analysis and developed a computer program that takes many indicators into account, including his use of proprietary cycle analysis. So we're going to talk about uh, what's going on in uh, in the uh, Charles Nenner research, what they're uh, looking into right now, and a little bit about the background of it. So Charles, Charles, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us.
2: You're welcome. Nice to be here.
1: Charles, uh, it's a fascinating background that you have. Tell us a little bit about um, Nenner research and how it started and what it is that you do for, for people.
2: Well, I actually started after I finished uh, finished medical school, and I was studying uh, some neurology. And slowly, slowly, uh, intelligence came up, you know, uh, computer slowly, slowly, and um, I was involved in that. And in the end, I I did build a computer that copies the neurology of the brain, but takes out the lower levels that that treat with emotions, and then. You see reality much better than being a human being because they are full of emotions. Uh, so that was the start of it, and it went uh, extremely well. Um, so I did a lot of couple of things, and I, I, I uh, in 1988-89 I retired, and in '98 I was approached uh, to go to Goldman Sachs, and actually I was I was amazed that the whole way of analysis uh, analysis did not improve while I was away. So I started all over again. And uh, after I left Goldman, uh, I started my own firm. And the own firm gives out the research, like you said, to the major firms and, and brokerage firms. And it's all based on the fact that things don't happen at random, which means is you can only predict if, if there's, a, if there's a, a system below that. And I would give a, and if I give a seminar, I give an example. Uh, uh, gravity, you know, for 3,000 years the apple fell off the tree. Nobody understood that until Newton said, hey, maybe there's something to figure out. And now everybody knows what gravity is and everything falls down. So we, we developed a program that shows that things happen at certain times. Uh, markets go up and down at certain times. And if a stock or market takes off, it doesn't stop at random. You can calculate from the momentum that it takes off how high it will go in the end so you know the date and you know the levels and that makes that makes a big difference in investing (laughs) then it's not a lot of guessing anymore
1: that's fascinating information and of course uh, there are um, there are trends that are overlapping and intersecting and coming together as well Uh, and there are demographic trends as well as uh but I wanted to ask you how is the how has people's use individual use of technology influenced some of these behaviors because it used to be if before the internet if you wanted to make a stock trade, you had to call your broker and it you know it took a while, and nowadays people can just push buttons and accelerate the process of trading
2: yeah that that's what they say, but it works i I finished the computer program. First in DOS, and then XP, and then the year 2000 came out to change it again. It Actually, is the same program as it was finishing in the 80s, and we have never had to change anything. So there's nothing nothing going on over there. Uh, things like the fresh, flash crash is something we predicted, so they can set it with manipulation. Well, I don't think it was manipulation, but it was manipulation. Then that happened at a certain moment when cycles... Uh, interpreted the market as such that that there could be manipulation. So it doesn't make any difference what kind of economy are or what kind of, if it's currencies, if it's interest rates, if it's real estate, uh, how people buy it, how they sell it. It doesn't make any difference. If you take a look at the 1929 crash when, uh, well, there were no computers and people were standing uh, in line to give the order to sell and buy, and you do an overlap with the China crisis now, you see a hundred percent correlation. You know it goes if you, do, you put one on top of the other, and you see it's exactly the same. Now, of course, it goes totally different. So by this, we can say it doesn't make any difference because the way that China goes down is an exact copy of how the market went down in 1929
1: in the U.S. That's very interesting. So, uh, is there are there certain uh, trends that you're seeing right now because? It's at, I work with people on a financial advising basis, and I'm very nervous about this market that I feel is, uh, in the U.S. market has been uh, manipulated by the government as far as keeping interest rates low and giving people less choices to diversify their assets, so they've climbed out on these limbs. So do you see, does this factor in, these types of kind of illogical moves as well?
2: Well, I partly agree with you what you said. Manipulation by uh, by FED or by authorities, and I partly don't agree because you should not look at the FED as a Freudian father figure who does something independent. They're also part of the cycle, so they can only decide something when the cycles tell them to do that. It's, uh, it will take a long time to explain it. I don't want to make it too esoteric. But what you said about the market, uh, we have we are out of the market since last year December, more or less, maybe plus minus a couple of weeks. I don't exactly. Remember, because we bought in 2009 in February, March, and we had a price target of 2120 on the S&P. And once we hit 2120, we just went out because the price target was was hit. Now, what do the cycles say? The cycles say it's not not going to be a crisis immediately. First of all, there's going to be a huge crisis. You should write this down. This market is going to collapse totally by the end of 2017, 17 into 2020. That is going to be worse than the 2008 uh, uh, market collapse, and in the meantime, it's just hanging around. People are uh, uh, getting out of the market, see insiders, and in October you will have a first serious correction. That's not the big one, but the big one is really in 2017. I mean, we have never seen something like this in our lifetime.
1: Well, that's something certainly to to. Uh be aware of. And, of course, a lot of people are saying, uh, what are my options? Where, where do I run? Where do I hide? Will will other currencies dominate the U.S. currency? Uh, you know, what do I do? What, what do I do? Where Where is it going to be a safe harbor?
2: Well, the, the, the problem is that it's going to be a deflationary crisis. I've been saying that for many, many years. And in deflation, almost everything goes down. It's not that uh, uh, bonds go up because there is is deflation, because look what happened in Greece. So you get certain situations that people don't trust the monetary system, and if you want to take a loan, you have to pay a lot. Stocks will go down, interest rates, uh, uh, sorry, the real estate will go down again. There's simply nowhere to hide. So what I tell people that really have to do something and have need income is what you do is you you buy small apartments and you rent them out. And keep in the back of your mind that the real estate will go down again but by 21 22 it starts going up again so in the meantime you get you know where you get the us six seven percent uh rent a year and you get back to your price in a couple of years you just have to sit it out for the rest there's this huge opportunity to play the market short if you know what you're doing um, and that's what we help people with so just to mention, we give people, uh, if they go to Charles Nenna Research, they can ask for the research. They get it a couple of months for free because we think it proves itself and see if they can do something with it because those these are dangerous times. But if you're really uh, not a very great investor, and you don't know about derivatives, et cetera, et cetera, you have a hard time and I know you don't get any rate of return. But it's better to keep your money. And uh, then, you know, to lose everything because you cannot live with 1% uh, income.
1: So, uh, you know, October has historically been a bad month as far as uh, stock market crashes. And there's always been the, uh, well, not always, but for, for many years, people have said, especially in mid caps, invest till May, then run away. Uh, that that old right. saying. Uh, it, so it, why is October so such seem like it's such a bad month for the market?
2: Well, it's not always. There. There's a cycle that every four years, it's a terrible month. Um, uh, so, why is that? Well, you could also say, you know, why is there a, a, a summer after the winter? That's how, how nature works and how the nature of the markets work. So, you have one thing that you you know, you got the January influence and you got the uh, the, 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 the October influence and so you are already accept that there are certain patterns that come back every time, but there are much more cycles, and that October situation can be part of a much bigger cycle. So, for instance, the bigger cycle, the bigger cycle is what we call the super cycle. That's about 250 years old, and that is over. That means is this, this is a real terrible situation. You can see it. You know, the business cycle, 8.6 years in the yeah. average, is stopping again. And we start, we're having now a GDP of a percent or so, and so we're not going down in the business cycle. Starting with the usual five-six percent growth, we're starting with one percent. We're starting with interest rates almost zero, and the Fed is out of options to do something, because the the, the 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 governments have have made it so 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 terrible because they wanted they never wanted to have recessions anymore, so they started all kinds of tricks and loans and mortgages and. Derivatives, so we'll never have a recession. But once, at the end of it, you're going to have a huge, a huge situation which is coming, and which everybody, I mean, uh, Greenspan was happy, and Bernanke was happy they could push it forward. It didn't happen in that time, yeah. But it's really going to happen.
1: So, in a way, the the uh, some of the manipulation that we're talking about with keeping interest rates low to try to try to prime the pump, if you will, um, has created uh, has just has disrupted a cycle. Do you think if they would have not tried to keep interest rates so low to stimulate the economy for so long that the market would have gone through a cycle and we'd be back coming up back out of a cycle right now, uh, out of a troubled time?
2: Well, we're still at the end of a super cycle. So once once it hits us, it's going to be very heavy and very difficult. You know, if it would be so simple that we print some money and we buy it out of any crisis, of course, it does, it's not that simple. It doesn't work like that. The economics is a whole science. So don't believe that they got us out of trouble uh they once they left the gold standard uh, in the seventies uh because they wanted to do all kinds of tricks so we would not have recessions, then it did build up for a long time, and now there's actually no no good solution. i wouldn't know what to advise there's no no way out
1: yeah, and of course uh, they've they've created so much uh treasury dollars uh that yield zero so our currency doesn't look as attractive as it might what's happening in the uh what do you see happening in the foreign currency marketplaces where they're talking about replacing the dollar with the chinese market the the uh chinese dollars or whatever uh do you see that as a uh a, a pending big problem for the u.s dollar
2: well i'm not so crazy about china Um uh... That's one of the reasons China is not doing well, and that's one of the reasons why the commodities continue to be in a bear market. One of the reasons is people cannot go short the Chinese stock market so they can go short the commodities in order to hedge themselves. I I don't think China is going to do well. I said years ago, China around 1900 was the second second biggest economy in the world, and they didn't make it. And again, I I don't think they're going to make it. You'll be surprised. I think the euro is the place you have to be in soon. Uh, That's more... uh, uh, helpful against deflation although europe is also almost in deflation already i think they have 0.3 inflation it's like nothing but it looks like the euro will still be the place to hide
1: great tips great great insights and of course you you have a you publish a newsletter and uh, is that the best way for our listeners to uh, learn more about what you do is to subscribe to your newsletter
2: yeah it comes out four times a week and on Sundays, I make a printout of what I see in the computer to visualize that people see exactly what I see. And like I said, you go to Charles Nenner Research, and you said, I would like to see the research for a while. We're not going to charge you. And if you like it, you can do something with it. Somebody, you know, you see what if you want it or not. But we do business in a very uh, easy way. We We don't really have to look for clients. And I just think times are so dangerous. So I would like people just to order it for free, and it will be very helpful.
1: So they would go to CharlesNennerResearch.com, is that right?
2: Yeah, that's exactly what it is.
1: And Nenner is N-E-N-N-E-R, so CharlesNennerResearch.com. And again, uh, you know, if if Charles and his firm, obviously, they, they track this stuff very carefully. They're very scientific about it. If they're right about these predictions, uh, you need, you should know about it. You should be aware of it. You should be telling other people about it so that everybody can you know, tr- take steps to get out of harm's way because there is a lot of overinflated uh, money out there. A lot of people have been pushed into the stock market um, just to avoid low-yield investments in their 401Ks, and uh, they right. could be in harm's way. So tremendous right. information. And uh, is there anything else, any other tips you can give our listeners today?
2: Uh, well, Everybody's waiting for gold. I agree with gold. It's, it's, it maybe we're going back to a gold standard if everything goes wrong. That would bring gold up to maybe $9,000. So it's too early, but it's coming. So, again, if you follow the research, we'll, we'll tell you where the low is and where you have to start going into gold again. So there's a lot happening. There's a lot of assets that you usually don't work with that are going to be the ones you have to be in.
1: Well, Charles, you've given us uh, some you know, tremendous uh, volumes of information in just 20 minutes, so I, I look forward to uh, re- uh, subscribing to your newsletter and learning more about it, and I hope our listeners will too. And I really appreciate you joining us today. I know you're very busy, and we appreciate your, your time, your insights, and your thoughts so our listeners can learn about uh, uh, some of these issues. So thanks again for joining us. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay with us.
0: Business owners, if you came back from lunch and there was a resignation letter on your desk, which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? What are you doing to prevent this from happening? At Exit and Retirement Strategies, we design plans that attract, motivate, and retain key employees. For a free consultation, call Bill Black, the Exit Coach, at 866-370-3774. Call today.